You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I want to speak to you this morning on the subject looking back. You can never go forward till you look back. And you ought to look back every, every day. My Bible says in Philippians 3.10 that I may know him and the power of his suffering and the fellowship, uh, and, uh, and the fellowship of his suffering, a partnership. I, I never want to let the day go by without thinking of Calvary. I never want the day, Brother Poussin, I know you're the same way to go by without thinking of the day you got saved in this church. I don't want it to go by when I don't think of that night. The even morning star led me to Christ. She's with the Lord now. My sweet pastors with the Lord that preached that night have no idea what he preached. But I know that I was under such deep conviction. No one had to tell me how awful I was and how a sinner I was. God saved me that night. I remember coming out of that little single door and those lanterns glowing and those little green wooden folding chairs that we sat on. And the first person I saw was a short little chubby man. He was my dad. And I said, Dad, I just got saved tonight. And I'll never forget it. My twin sister, I never knew this until a few years ago. Uh, I said, Jill, tell me. She's telling me her testimony. She goes, Jackie, you know what? I was preaching at her husband's church. And she said, I got saved the same night you did. I said, oh, no, you didn't. I got saved at church. And I, I, remember, I never saw you get saved. And she said, I went home. And I said to Ma, Mother, I, I need what Jack got. And uh, mom said, well, you're just doing that because he got saved. She goes, oh, no, I know I need to get saved. And she got saved that night. Uh, my sister in that same little house got saved up in the uh, other sister up in the apricot tree. She went home to be with the Lord last year on election day. And I want you to know that I've never gotten over it. I want to always look back. I look back every day at my sweet father-in-law's picture. I look back every morning. And see, my sweet mother-in-law, she died over 50 years ago. 45 years of age, left eight kids. I don't ever want to, I, I look at her, I'll say, a lot of times I'll talk to her. I know that's crazy. Jerry, you'd be very proud of Cindy. You raised a good girl. I look at that, that sweet father of mine, that sweet mother every day, and I say, Mom, I love you. I, I have it in a closet. I have it in my office. I have it in my study. Every place. I look at them all the time. I always want to go back uh, for the radio. Uh, in, I have the radio broadcast every day that it's on uh, in my office, in my study, and there's a screen that I have to watch to see the time and see how much time on this song and when we begin the intro and the, all, I looked at with Brother Ethan and I see pictures coming up, my grandkids, all 14 of them, and our, our, our kids and their marriages. I don't ever want to forget what God did here. I don't ever want to forget that A-frame building. It would sit 60 people over here on Clyde Avenue. And then one night, Brother Jim Carey and I, we spent the whole week, my wife was in Illinois seeing her family and we knocked out the walls of that auditorium and about 4 o'clock on a Thursday morning, we put metal chairs up after working all week. I thought, oh, Brother Kerry, what did we do? 198 chairs. 
How will we ever, in God's dear name, fill these chairs? I seemed so big. I stood there looking right way in the back. I said, my goodness, what a large auditorium. You know, one of the great tragedies in life that many of us have not given ourselves opportunity to look back on things that are joyous. You have sorrows yes to look back on, but most folks focus on their sorrow. And if your sorrow doesn't bring you to the blessings of God, you're missing it. You're missing life. Life is full of sorrows, Job tells us. Life is full of heartache. I've had nights this week I've stayed awake because of sorrowful things that have happened this week that have just broken my heart. But you go on, I'm not going to spin from there. Oh, I did for this night, this night. But I'm going to forget that in time. I press toward the mark of the prize. I'm moving forward. I'm not going to press from sorrow and defeat and agony of life, and it comes all the time. I want you to know here's a psalm, and all these great men in the Bible, they always, when they're dying, go back. And by the way, I don't think I'm dying yet. So don't get excited. But, uh, but um, Samuel, when he's dying, went back and, talked about the grace of God and rehearsed it all in 2 Samuel in chapter number 23 and 24. David, when he was dying, he rehearsed it all. That was 2 Samuel 23 and 24. He rehearsed it all that God had done. Stephen, as the stones were falling down on him right before, he stood before the, 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 the court system. He said, man and brethren. And he said, I want to speak. I want to speak. Hearken right now. And he begins back with Abraham. And he takes him through Abraham and Isaac in Acts chapter 3 and 7. And Isaac and Jacob. And he takes him back through Moses. And he takes him back through the Red Sea. I mean, they're still in Genesis. He's not out of Genesis yet. And he takes him through uh, the, the Exodus. And then he takes him through uh, the judges. And he takes him through the kings. And he takes him through the prophets. He was a deacon. And then he brought him up to Jesus Christ. Life needs to be rehearsed. The blessings of God, the goodness of God, the grace of God, how that God reached down his hand and he saved you. Solomon, at the dedication of the temple, went back and rehearsed all, Abraham, all the way through. The apostle Paul, all the way through, three times in the book of Acts, he rehearsed what God had done. Uh, Moses did this. The prophets did it. The story that's most quoted in the old, from the Old Testament throughout the entire Word of God by all the prophets, nearly all the prophets, and, and by these throughout the Bible and the New Testament is the Red Sea miracle. That was a pivotal moment because in Exodus 14, if they didn't get through the Red Sea at Paharatha, if they didn't get through that Red Sea, they were trapped right there. They could not turn to the right. They could not turn to the left. They could not go to the water, uh, through the water. The Egyptians were pursuing after them. And if they couldn't get through the Red Sea and believe that God can open the sea, then they would not have them. And the entire Bible hinges on that story. Most popular story. Jeremiah's talking about it. Daniel's talking about it. Ezekiel talks about it. The prophets talk about it. Here's a is uh, a story given to us in chapter number 36. I want you to read the first three verses with me. Would you read them, please? Chapter 136, verses 1, 2, and 3. Ready? Begin. Oh, give, give thanks, thanks unto the, the Lord. Lord. For he is good. For his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks unto God, our Father, for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, the Lord's 
Then the Bible goes on and says, For he alone doeth great wonders. Don't ever forget the wonders of it all. Don't ever forget what God has done. By him the wisdom made the heavens. And so here the psalmist said, Let, let's just go back to creation. Let's go back. He made the heavens. Amen. Right there. He made the heavens. You're not going to believe this. I know if you went to public school, you've been taught that you came from a monkey. And we're animals. But no, we came from a loving hand of an almighty God. In the beginning, God created. God created. It's amazing how this world is getting so far from God that we believe now we're from monkeys. And the Bible says this. He created, and then what did he do? Verse 6, he stretched out the earth. It was just stretching out his hand over it. And verse number 7, he made lights. Verse 8 tells us one of those lights was the sun. Verse 9 was one of those lights was the moon. Brother Tim, our son who pastors in Arizona, will, we haven't done it for a while, but we regularly text back, you know this, pictures at sunset. Now, so look what he painted tonight. And from that desert, he'll text me, look what he painted here tonight. I love, I love watching the sunset. I love that sunset. Sometimes I go home from prayer on Saturday nights and I pull over by the old fire station right over here and I see that sun through that park. I see it setting. It's all orange. Don't miss the sunset. I, I, I see that sun rising. Brother Cooper, I look out. Sometimes I see it. It's rising over your such a beautiful, a lot of times it's so orange in the morning. Just so beautiful. Don't ever forget that God did that. Don't forget the wonder of it. Look what he says. He smote up in the stars, verse number nine. And verse 10, he smote Egypt and their firstborn. Don't forget that. The psalmist is taken back, verse 11, and he brought, brought out Israel from among them. Don't forget that. And with the verse number 12, with a strong hand and with an outstretched arm, uh, a, stretch, a stretched out arm, his mercy endureth forever to him. He divided the Red Sea. That's what we were talking about. He said, don't forget it. And, and they passed through the midst of it. Don't forget it. And verse 15, he overthrew Pharaoh. Don't forget it. In the Red Sea. And his people, they went to the wilderness. And don't forget about those kings in verse number 19. And how he slew the famous kings when you got into, Egypt, uh, into Israel. And don't think, don't forget it. And don't forget about the king of the Amorites and the uh, Sion. And don't forget about Og in verse 20. And don't forget that God, God gave you the land for an heritage. And even a heritage unto Israel, the servant who remembered us in our lowest state. Don't forget about what he did for you. And don't forget that he redeemed us from our, uh, our enemies. Don't forget he giveth food to all flesh. This, this booklet, Brother Moyer and his media team has made it. This book, this book I hope you'll read it this, this afternoon or this week. To think that 1.5 million writers has come to this church on buses. Don't, don't forget that. Don't ever forget it. And some of those bus boys are preaching today. And some of those bus kids are serving God today. Don't ever forget it. Last night, this place, we had a Four, these four sections in the front all filled with men at prayer. I said, Brother Mofi, tell us. And he, he came and our youth pastor reached him and his family uh, in the 80s, I think, late 80s. He began to play basketball. His daughter just sang. He has two girls in Bible college now. They have five kids. 
Uh, God reached through the basketball ministry of this church, the basketball, and uh, the school. And don't pray, John Morris. I said, John, you graduated from our high school four years ago, John. Tell us about it. <clears throat> he said, my brother, my brother Russell, over the way here on Babe Ruth Avenue, he said, my brother was out there playing and the bus workers came by in the 70s. That big old tall, handsome boy, I've had his funeral. He's home with the Lord now. And John said, my mother, dad said, no, he can't ride the bus, but we'll all come. John, your mom just went home to be with the Lord. Your dad's home with the Lord. John, I forgot all about it. He said, I came, I had long hair. A lot like his wife right there has that long hair. He said, I had long hair. And I came to church. And I got, got, got hold of my life. In my heart. And he's raised four, they've raised, they married, they raised four kids now. All, they all love God. One son's a deacon here now. You know, that's through this bus ministry. Don't ever, don't ever forget the bus of the boys and girls. The red, the yellow, the black, brown, and white. They're all precious in his sight. I, I look at this. Look at this. Look, look at this right here. Walking the aisles of our church, one-on-one -on -one salvation. People dealt with, it's probably about two to three times this out in the public. But, 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 but look at this. 82,199 people publicly in a church service walked the aisle were dealt with for salvation. A man with a man and a lady with a lady. Don't forget that. Don't forget the over 18,000 that follow the Lord in Peter's baptism. Don't, don't forget it. Uh, he said, don't, don't, don't forget the fact that uh, I'm, I'm the Red Sea. I opened up the Red Sea. Don't forget that I put the sun there, the moon there, the stars there. Don't forget I redeemed you. I fed you. I cared for you. I have never lost the wonder of it all. Miss Treber, you chose that song this morning. I'm glad you did. I didn't think it put it together. I've looked at that card this week. I've had it, but I put it together. So right now, it's exactly what I'm preaching. Don't get over it. Oh, the wonder of it all. I look through these pages. This is the Lord. Don't, don't forget that we last year finished during COVID. Took us several years. 400 churches we built in the Philippines together. 400 pastors who paid their salary for a year, and there's 400 churches. Oh, I know, Brother Pustin, you've been there. A lot of them in, in, in the villages, and a lot of them through the thicket. You get there. But just think if they all 400 were just even averaging only 100. 100 a Sunday. Don't forget you built that building in Iloilo that seats thousands and thousands and thousands of people. And I don't know, but I think the Attendance there is probably 10,000 today. Don't forget you did that. You put that structure up. Don't forget that we, this church has uh, begun 33 other churches in America in 46 years. Uh, don't forget there's 136 missionaries around the globe. Don't forget there's a radio station going around. My, my, my emails this week from Kenya and from the Solomon Islands and from uh, all the countries of the world saying, we love watching North Valley Baptist Church. We go to church, but we come home and we see it, or we're 14 hours ahead, or we're 16 hours ahead. We're on Monday, we're watching your services. But he said, we have a radio family, a, a, a live stream family. Don't forget, that's God. 
See, you're boasting today. I am boasting. I'm boasting that God did it. You're looking at the man that rebelled against God because I knew I'd start to stutter. I could never be a pastor. I couldn't do anything like that. And but God says, oh, son, I'll take your mouth and I'll take your life, but I'm not smart enough. And I knew I wasn't smart and intelligent enough. But God says, I'll take a week, a stubborn thing. If you just love me, I'll use you. Look what God's done through his people. I'm saying today, don't forget that. I know it's not going to sound like a lot to others. But this college that's going in their 25th year, we have 45 men out pastoring churches. We have nine out of our Christian school pastoring churches. Out of our Christian school, we have 29, not assistant pastors, 29 girls that are pastor's wives. Don't, don't, don't forget that this year we'll go over 1,000 graduates of our college. Well, I know schools that do that in one year. I know but I don't know very many Bible colleges that do that and launch them out into the work of God. There's no need to doubt him now. Looking back, I like to look back. Looking back through the years, that's why we take pictures. Why do you take pictures? To delete them? You take pictures so you can preserve them. Why do you make videos? So you can relive it. Why do you... Why in the world at that wedding yesterday did Faith and Micah want pictures? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. But the dumber than that would be not to take pictures. Oh, my pictures at our wedding were so, I, I, I don't like cameras. I just don't. I just, I look so good and then they take a picture and I look so bad. <laughs> and somehow they always get the bald side of my head. I don't know how they do that. I don't like pictures, and I just take those pictures, and I look at that, and my goodness, my wife looks so pretty, and I, I, I didn't look very good. But you know what? We take pictures to remember. I have a picture in my study of that beautiful bride. And quite frankly, uh, now 90 years later of marriage, <laughs> she looks the same. And I've changed a lot. I want you to know, I don't ever want to get over it. I don't ever want to get over the things you're going to read in here, what God has done. Uh, we were on that one little acre over there for 25 years, 26 years, 27 years, one acre, 30, and we grew every year by 100. We had no parking, we had nothing. And by grace, the man of this property let us Stanford Applied Engineering was here on that building. He said, you can go ahead. I said, I want to walk around these fields. There was still asphalt fields here. I want to walk around it with our people and just pray. What are you doing, Pastor? I said, you know Ben. Ben's saved. I said, Ben, you know the story of how they walked around that walls of Jericho? We want to just pray. What are you praying for? That God would give us this property. And oh, I tell you what, you get stickers in your socks. And you get over here, which is now Compassion Lane, and there was a company next store growing escargot. And they'd throw the shells over here, and you'd walk through those things. And we'd walk through here. Finally, after walking through and walking through and walking through and begging God, I asked the church, would you let me put an offer on it? 
And we just kept walking around the building, walking around the property. And we offered him $4.5 million. And he looked and he said, you know, Pastor, we have two offers. We're going to put houses here. And many millions of more, dollars more than that. I can't take your offer. I wish I could. You're so kind to us. And, and Ben, I later led, led his son and daughter-in-law to Christ. And they became faithful members. They live up in Reading now. And Ben said, I can't do it. You know, the city won't let them put houses here. And a year later, their attorney, I'll never forget his name, and we kept walking around the property. And a year later, he called and said, Pastor, you, you want, to, want to buy the property? And we met. It's now the media office. We met in that office. And he said, I know a year ago you offered us 4.5, but it's going up. What can you offer us now? And I looked at him and I said, 3.5. And Ben said that'd be okay. And the lawyer was upset and he swore. And the more he'd swear, the more Ben was willing to. And he said, how much can you put down? I said, I can put a dollar down. I said, I don't have any money. He said, a dollar would be fine. He said, who's going to mortgage it for you? I said, you're going to have to carry it. I, I, I can't get a bank to give us a loan. He said, I'll do it. He said, when can payments start? I said, well, we're starting a college in 16 months. How about 16 months from now? And it always angered the attorney. And he said, 16 months would be fine. If you were here, you know none of that's embellished at all. And we, we got this property by walking around it. I want to always look back and remember it. You remember when God fed the 5,000? Two chapters later, two chapters later, they tried to, he said, I'm going to feed 4,000. And they said, I don't think you can do it. He just did 5,000. He said, well, but it's, it's harder now. Land's more expensive now. I know. God can do anything. God's not done with this church yet. God's raising up another generation, not young men that don't know God. God's raising up a young generation that love God and love this church. You watch what God does through their lives. You watch how God's going to continue to bless. You remember that day? As we're looking back in that little building, little property over there, one acre, one acre. We said, let's set a goal to have 5,000 people in church. Well, looking back, I, I, I never had big days like that since we've had groups. It scared me. You couldn't have got a police car in there, a fire truck in there. We had 5,505 that day. We call it the feeding of the 5,000. We came over here, should have got fish sandwiches, but instead we got Ronald McDonald came with hamburgers from McDonald's. 5,505 came, walked the aisle personally, one-on-one, -on -one, and all those various services. 1,265 people got saved that Sunday. 165 people got baptized that day. The feeding of the 5,000. We came over here to the park and we fed them. You're supposed to have a permit. You're supposed to have, I didn't know that, 50 people. 
The city called me the next day and said, Pastor, you had a lot of people in that park yesterday. I said, that was great. I never gave them a number. They said, um, you didn't have a permit. I said, you need a permit for that? Because you do. I said, all right, I'll, I'll remember that. They said, did you have more than 50? And they knew what we had. I said, I think we did. <laughs> they knew we had. Those were the days where city council kind of, and the mayor, they kind of loved us. But you know why I say God did that? You look back, I have, I have, about, I won't take the time, I have about 30 offerings that I could tell you about that we raised. One night we raised over a million dollars cash to buy, start building this building. On the 25th anniversary, I'll never do this again, I'll never ask you to mortgage. On the 25th anniversary, a lot of us mortgaged our house. We took a loan out of our house for 25,000 for the 25th year. On the 30th, a lot of us did 30 years, 30,000 for 30 years. And I, I, won't, I, I don't want you to have that loan on your house. I want you to pay your house off. I'm saying this, we had Sweet 16, we had Giving by Faith 1, 2, 3, 4, we had the uh, um, Turnkey Project Banquet, we had the first big, big one, June, January 23rd, 1981, building that building called Rise Up and Build. We, we've had Penny Sunday, Nickel Sunday, Dime Sunday, Quarter Sunday, Dollar Sunday, $5 Sunday, $10 Sunday, all consecutive week after week, $20 Sunday, $50 Sunday, $100 Sunday. When I look back, I just see that God has done so many good things. I see when God allowed us to start that Christian school in 1977. I see what it's done, Brother Fenera, and thank you for keeping it the same. Only hope for these kids is living in an environment where everything is shifting and changing. It's something like this. And by the way, he said, well, don't you know we live in 21? I know, but, but don't you know that Jesus Christ the same? And God's word is forever settled, and it changes not. This young generation has to feel so smart with themselves, so prideful, because you have to tweak everything. That's why we don't have Sunday school anymore, because it's, you know, it's not good. But the same crowd talking about how you need to teach the Bible, teach the Bible. But they don't have, they got these connection groups. Hey, I love the old Bible. We're staying with the Bible. I love psalms and hymns, songs and hymns. I'm just talking about, friends, it's worked. And it's working. I look at what God has done. I look at Thanksgiving offerings and Christmas offerings and anniversary offerings. We're out of time. I wish I could really get to where I was going, but uh, I want to look back. When we purchased that house on Clyde Avenue, houses were going for about 28000 over there. And we bought it from the Yalers, 931 Clyde, 1,200 square foot house. We bought it for 51000 And in 1981, they picked that thing up and drove it down what is now Montague Expressway on a Saturday morning. It was just Montague Road and no street lights, no stoplights. And drove it, and they drove it down uh, Piedmont, and they drove it over to Alum Rock. And by Alum Rock, they put that thing, the house is still there. We bought the next house, and we bought it for 268000 Brother Harold, he, he got a big old bulldozer, and he tore it down. 
And that's the parking lot now. I remember breaking ground for that building over there. I remember breaking in 1981 anniversary. I remember dedicating 1983. I remember preachers that came from everywhere on dedication Sunday just to see it. I remember 1991, 92, we broke ground for the three-story building over there. In 93, we dedicated it to God. I remember two years, three years ago when I said, folks, they said we can't run our buses anymore in California. We have to have newer ones. 20, 22,000 models are newer. And we raised a million and a half dollars for the trip of my life. About 25 of us guys got on a flight. We flew to, where did we go? Oklahoma. And you, you followed us on the internet coming through state after state. We'd get up at four in the morning driving those buses back. And then coming down Highway 101, they're all painted up. North Valley Baptist Church. And every overpass, people were there. Welcome home. Forgive me for, I hope I've not bored you. Psalm 136 is looking back. I always want to look back. I look back at so many of you that are adults and with your kids, I, I can remember holding you in my arms. I can remember standing. I go to the cemetery to pray. I love the cemeteries. I have so many around here, where, especially one where we've laid so many to rest. And I love to go to baby land and see the babies and the children. And I love to walk through and say, here's, here's this loved one and here's this loved one. And here's this church member and here's this usher and here's this deacon. And here's this teenage boy. I, I don't ever want to pass without looking back. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.